Well, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Hindsight is 20 slash 200. I am your host, Chad Michael Bowden. And as always, I thank you so much for clicking on a brand new episode of the podcast. Um, this might be a special podcast because uh, it might also be streamed live on one of my guests' platform on Twitch. So we'll have to see about that later. But this could be a very special episode. But it is a special episode because I have two amazing guests. They are both uh, advocates, inspirations, but uh, they are also streamers. They are VTubers, and they are the amazing, great and powerful Tifi Weefy and Komori Yuta Kitsune. Hello, hello, everyone. And yes, I am going to be streaming this right now. Hold on. I got to fix a couple things because <laughs> I, just, I just realized, like, yeah, but yeah, we are technically <laughs> live right now. Don't of worry. Course. We have all the time in the world. Hello there, everyone. Good to see you. I am a very slow talker. Did I like to have fun? <laughs> yes, and you are both amazing. Thank you. You're very welcome. You'll just wait on you and just let me know whenever you're ready. Like I said, we have all the time in the world. I am I am ready. Okay. So for those that might remember, we had a uh, an amazing guest back in season one, Mia Miez, who is also a VTuber. Uh, of course, she is legally blind. Uh, you might remember that episode. And after I was done with that episode, because I'm a, such a big, big fan of VTubers, I always have been since I discovered my first VTuber, uh, Iron Mouse, back in 2019, before the pandemic hit. And I was asking Mia, are there any more amazing VTubers that are living with a disability or maybe even a chronic health condition or illness? Because I really want to see more representation and visibility come to these VTubers because... You know, we have Iron Mouse, which I think everybody kind of thinks of because of just yeah. how big and, you know, popular she has become. But I don't think there's the same sort of visibility, um, invisibility. Just, you know, I feel like there's so much more that could be done to recognize these amazing VTubers. So I yep. asked her, are there any others? And she recommended to me both TV Weefy and Kamori Yuta. So I'm so happy to be able to talk to you both today. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so honored to hear that's about Mia. <laughs> She's an absolute doll. She is so lovely. Uh, it's an honor to be here. Uh, Mia and Komori are both really good friends of mine. They have been my friends for a long time. So it's an honor to be here. Yeah, so um, first question I would like to start off with is if you can just both briefly introduce yourself. I think that'd be best. I, I know for uh, your listeners and your chat there on stream, they they, they know. So I, I do ask for their uh, their patience and their mercy as I'm pretty sure a lot of these questions might be repeated and you've already explained to them. But for my listeners who don't know you both, can you please introduce yourselves? I'll let Komori go first. All right. Con, con. Konnichiwa. My name is Komori Uta Kitsun A. The lullaby, I tracking Fox VTuber. I love anime, video games, and streaming. I want to spread love and joy to everyone. I play games and talk completely via eye tracking. I'm like a feisty, cuter version of Stephen Hopkins. 
If he was a female gremlin and bee trooper, why don't you come and play with me? It's not like I would bet you. <laughs> I love that introduction. <laughs> I love that so much. I can only imagine Stephen Hawking being a bee trooper. Hawking's. <laughs> um, okay, I'll do my introduction, but I'm sure most of my chat is very familiar with me. My name is Tiffy Leafy. I am a D&D tiefling VTuber with Wild Magic, a.k.a. Cerebral Palsy. And since I live life in lore and out of it with a disability, I create a lot of my content around disability, disability issues, and the presence of it in culture. So, yeah, that's one of the main reasons I'm here doing this interview today. It's because it's right up my alley. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Uh, I, I agree with you 100% on all of that. And I've got to know Tieflings very well recently as I just completed a D&D one shot with a bunch of other visually impaired content creators. Uh, so, you know, D&D, you know, Tieflings. So uh, I've got to know them quite well recently. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> all right. Well, let's see what we got next. So um, the next question, this is great. I, yeah, no, I'd like to, so the next question I'd like to ask is if, um, of course, uh, you know, just however comfortable you are um, with it, if you could explain um, both of your, uh, your individual lived experiences and with your disability. Yeah, I don't mind at all. Mm -hmm. um, if Kamori wants to go first, I will, I will let her do so. Um... I have muscular dystrophy and a few other conditions that have caused my muscles to waste away until the point that they can't move. I also have to use a ventilator to breathe and it is extremely difficult to sit up for more than an hour at a time. My immune system is diminished severely, but I do have enough to go back to doctors and stuff like that. Despite all of this. I still work very hard and do my best to entertain my wonderful fans. Was the right? Yeah, I just want to make sure uh, uh, if that's all you wanted to say. I hope I answered. No, you did. Thank you very, very much. Um, so, um, Tifi, if you want to go next, um, you can take it away. Yeah, sure. Um, so, the disability I have is called cerebral palsy. And basically, um, what it is, is it's a, it's a little bit of a brain condition that affects my muscles and my ability to move and there are a lot of different ways that uh, cerebral palsy can affect people so some have more difficulty with their voice some have more difficulty like moving their body like i do um i basically the most way that it shows up is you know needing to use an assist device to get around and needing extra care, you know, to make sure I do my daily living. 
activities and so forth. And sometimes, you know, it does create a couple of processing issues. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I have not let it slow me down and I'm not about to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. 100% believe with you on that. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's when you start to like let it kind of get you down and just defeat you that, uh, you know, like just kind of accept it and then ask, you know, you know, that's not living on, unfortunately. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. So um, for the both of you, um, at, at what ages um, were you first diagnosed with uh, your individual uh, health conditions? I believe that it was at around three years because I kept tumbling to the ground like a rag doll from the tiniest pushes or bumps. I also took a while to speak properly, but that was a completely separate issue altogether. Mm -hmm. I did have a good amount of years before it got worse for me. All right, yeah. well, thank you for sharing that. Um, what about for you, Tifi? Um, I'm going to say it's about around the same time frame i believe i must have been at least two or three years old and um my parents only really found out about it because i wasn't sort of moving mm -hmm. and reaching some of the milestones that my twin brother was uh reaching at that age and mm -hmm. so it was really only at that point that my parents were like wait wait we should uh we should see what's going on because mm -hmm. this is kind of not normal. And so it was only when they started taking me in and getting some movement tests and things like that, that they realized, oh, uh, she has cerebral palsy. So, mm -hmm. so I've pretty much had it since birth. And my doctors believe that I actually um, became this way due to something that happened to me a couple of days after I was born in which I stopped breathing mm. for a minute or so. And mm -hmm. so they think that some of my brain issues are sort of related to that in a way. That is unfortunate. You know, you do the, you do the best you can with what you have. And frankly, I'm... After everything I've been through, I'm happy to be alive. I I view it as a victory rather than a tragedy. Let's put it that way. And uh, yeah, and with me being born like prematurely too, uh, my doctors think that that's kind of what also contributed. If you hear any barking at any time, that is my little dogs that my parents own. They are staying with me while they are looking for a new house. So I understand how you feel about appreciated being alive. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's you know, it's like yeah, it's, it sucks that I have this disability, but you know. At least I have a loving family, you know, great friends, and a, and a good life. I mean, it is easy to 
get down and depressed because there are always, you know, as much as there are ups, there are always kind of be those downs. And I know for a fact, we've all had those downs and, you know, yeah. we've been there, but, you know, as long as we're able to find a way to, you know, pick ourselves back up and just appreciate the smaller things, you know, that, that, that can sometimes just, you know, be what we need to get by. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I did have um, the question after that one being, you know, kind of how exactly, you know, both of your individual disabilities kind of affect your bodies. Um, but I think you kind of did a, a good job of answering that yeah. already. If you want to expand on that, you can. But after that, I was more interested in asking both of you of maybe some of the hurdles that you uh, have faced because of your uh, health conditions and just you know, some of the ways that you have found to overcome them and, you know, basically, you know, get over the humps that you've encountered in your life. Yeah. This is an easy question. Mm -hmm. My friend, I used to be a great singer until the muscles in my throat and mouth deteriorated mm -hmm. to the point that I can no longer speak in mm -hmm. a way that is understandable. To be honest, I used to cry a lot about losing my voice, but I have adapted new ways to sing. So, now I use text-to-speech to speak and I am working on making a custom voice with Sarah Proc and most likely Mia Page in the near future. <laughs> that's awesome. Awesome! That's, yeah, that's so cool to hear. I can't wait. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to catch the concert. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, I guess for... I guess for me, and mm -hmm. you know, I I don't know how people in the larger you know disability community might take this, but I think one of the biggest um, things that has really helped me kind of deal with um, things going on in my life is just being very stubborn <laughs> and and basically saying. Even if my body is giving me problems and I have to do things more than once, like it's not going to stop me and it's not going to deter me from from doing what I want. So I think one of the biggest things is just my my stubborn, <laughs> my stubborn attitude that says it, it doesn't matter if I've never done this before. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter if my body tries to stop me. It doesn't matter if I have little brain issues from time to time. I'm not going to be stopped by that. And I think that's really what I want to be able to teach more people. Mm -hmm. However, I can is to say your, your disability is always going to be there. Mm -hmm. So in that way, you shouldn't like let it stop you mm -hmm. in that I'm way. I'm still going to die, my friend. Like, <laughs> tell me. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah, we're too stubborn to give up on ourselves, even when everyone's telling us to. And you know, sometimes being stubborn's not a bad thing. It's it's a great thing. It's <laughs> I think it's what keeps us alive and kicking way past the point where people have you know discounted us. But uh, you know, aside from that, I do use speech recognition software to type, and I do use a variety of assist devices. Um, to get around so that's mm -hmm. those are some very real world ways that I have kind of managed to go on and do things even mm -hmm. with my limitations mm -hmm. I'm still been in my nursing 
hates it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll definitely talk a little bit more about um, some of the advancements that uh, have been made, you know, with technology and medicine. That's definitely a question I have for later. But, uh, you know, I love that you've already alluded to some of the things that have, you know, helped you staying independent and confident, Um yep. So the next question I have is, about VTubing, let's get, you know, you know, when did you both get interested in VTubing? You know, how, how did you guys, you know, find out about it? Um, I'm going to let Komori go first. Absolutely. I have two reasons for this, actually. Mm -hmm. The first and less important reason why I started is because almost my entire family and majority of my friends died off when I was looking for a way to fill the emptiness in my heart. Mm -hmm. I was very close to just giving up honestly. Mm -hmm. This leads into the main reason why. Hopefully I don't get too joyful. The biggest reason and inspiration may really surprise you guys. It is a really cool person that has a very, very similar situation to what I am in. There was a really interesting lady, named Iron Mouse, making people happy and really entertaining a huge amount of people. I found out that she worked from bed exactly how I did, and had weak muscles. I thought to myself, hey, I finally found someone like me. So I raised money for a model and worked very hard to get my model made and started my journey into streaming. So far I have met many new friends and have some incredible fans that love my work. Iron Mouse is very important to me, despite not knowing her. I hope one day to be good enough, so I that I can talk to her and play together one day. Because of her, I am here and ready to fight for for everything I want. I am here to make people smile and spread the beauty of life. If you are in need of joy, just follow the Lullaby Fox to the Lullaby Fox Sanctuary. And I, I don't, I don't just say this to, uh, you know, make you know embarrass you or butter you up, but um, that that's absolutely so beautiful to hear. It, uh, it nearly brings up tears to my eyes. Um, so I'm just, you know, I'm so happy for you that you could find someone as inspiring as Iron Mouse to encourage you to do. What, what she's doing and to find the, the, the fandom that you have now and that you're creating. So I'm just, you know, just thank you so much for all that you do. I'm just, you know, so just at all of you and your tenacity. Same here. So for me, there's like a couple of different elements to that question. So mm -hmm. like... Komori, I did get inspired by some other VTubers uh, with disabilities that I did see. One of them was Iron Mouse, mm -hmm. but another one was Bewitch, Bewitching. Mm -hmm. And so I actually got kind of motivated to do it in part because of, because of her, because Bewitch had this this stream that she did where she talked about because of things going so well for her that she was actually able to get off uh, disability financial mm -hmm. services, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking at that and I said, wow, 
wow, if someone in my community can do this and basically mm -hmm. say, I'm strong enough and I'm capable enough to take care of my own financial needs and take control of my own life, mm -hmm. I thought, wow. So this could really be a good vehicle for for us as a community to be more visible. Um, in addition, <laughs> this is probably going to sound really nerdy, <laughs> but, okay. but the other reason that I got into VTubing, aside from that, was actually due to the drama that was going around on Twitter and on the internet about the combat chair that was made for D&D. Oh. And so because I kind of saw people freaking out and being like, oh, my goddess, no, there's like a combat chair. You can't you can't have disabled people in in fantasy. You can't mm -hmm. have all this going on in D&D. &D. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing that motivated me to get onto the scene in the way that I wanted to like you know with my little magical disc and things because i'm like excuse you <laughs> um sometimes people like, are just afraid of what they're they're not used to or never been exposed to well yeah and so that's that's kind of the other big 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 mm -hmm. motivating factor for me was at the time i didn't see any vtubers like really representing their disability in their model. And so I'm like, you know what? I wanna do something unique. I want to start a conversation about representing yourself and your disability in some way in your VTuber persona. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so those, those three things, uh, were kind of what motivated me, mm -hmm. along with just kind of getting to a point where I thought, if people are paying this much attention to VTubers, mm -hmm. and this is kind of a way that people can get their message out, I thought, this might be a great way for disabled people of all kinds to say, I'm here this is who I am, and this is what I can do. This is, this is what value I can bring to the world. Yeah, because I mean, the reality is that not everybody can go out on the streets and march for equal rights and representation. Yeah. No, there are a lot of people that you know have to stay at home, um, and yeah. you know, this is just another way. This is an alternative to get the platform and the voice to you know, start talking about disability and like you said, representation and inequality. So it's yeah. just as important. It's just an alternative. Exactly right. So my next Speaking question. That, oh, go ahead. I played a crazy fox on wheels and the entire D&D group demanded <laughs> more of my disabled character and felt good. VTubing shows disabled people in a positive way and have a voice. I am not able to really Mm-hmm. 100%. And that kind of leads into my next question is what you both find so appealing about being a VTuber. I mean, 
more you, you you kind of already you know started on that so if you can just you know keep going I, I mean i think you were saying some great things there making friends and bringing joy to other people while working hard to get better mm-hmm. you can brighten people's days and build a community of love when you make people laugh or find inspiration it makes my heart sing brightly V2 brings a notion of positive energy, and I hope I can help people feel joy for life. So, but, you know, of course, there's, there will always be drama, you know, every now and again. But, you know, since I found out about V2 being back in 2019, and yes, it was from Iron Mouse as well. <laughs> um, but I've just always seen love and compassion and that just seems to be a real big theme when it comes to the vtv community is just spreading love and positivity yep so- i i would definitely agree with that and that's one of the big things that i have you know also dedicated a lot of my time to is mm-hmm. is trying to be a positive person and to to show people that you know you can have all these things going on, mm-hmm. but it doesn't it doesn't mean that you should just let it weigh you down. And there are a lot of people who struggle with that. And, and just avoid the drama from the minority of the community. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Because they are the they are a minority to be honest. The, the the vast majority is, you know, like you two, spreading just love and positivity. Yep. And you know, that's, that's also why I have, um, that's why I have advocated for people to stay focused on what brings them joy mm-hmm. and what's important to them, because there are always going to be things with drama that people want to pull you into and that mm-hmm. people want to get you distracted with. And you just, you can't. You can't do that. And I think it's the same the same thing with living life with any kind of disability, really, mm-hmm. is that you're never going to have optimal situations most of the time. You're always going to have something that needs more work. You know, mm-hmm. you're always going to have something that doesn't really go the way that you you plan and so i think i think vtubing um i think it has such a potential mm-hmm. to create freedom mm-hmm. for people and i think what i would like to see more is that this concept of vtubing begins to change the way that we think about work mm-hmm. and contribution when it comes to disabled people, like, honestly, that's what I would like to see is that we rewrite a lot of these policies that say, oh, yeah, work can only be done a certain way. Right. Like in and you person. Can only, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you can only make certain kinds of contributions to be seen as, you know, valuable. Mm hmm. I mean that that's a hundred percent like fact. I mean, for so long there's been a, a, a just a, stati- a systemic system foundation kind of 
put in place to basically say, well, if you want to contribute to basically your economy and your government, you have to do it this way. Yes. And, you know, remote work was forced upon us because of the pandemic. And, you know, it is an ongoing pandemic. Um, but I do think that the idea of remote work has now opened a lot of doors for disabled people or people with a chronic health condition because prior to this big shift to remote and actually getting the technology and the connections to make remote work affordable and accessible, um, you know, people that couldn't leave the house, they were forced to have to either not contribute or find a, a different way, an alternative to contribute and feel like they were valuable. But now we're that it was impossible. Yeah. But it's just nice to see, you know, it's terrible that it had to come to such a, just a, just a terrible, terrible, horrendous, you know, loss of life. But uh, I mean, the, yeah. the, the shift with remote work has opened a lot of doors. And I think it's why we hear such a vocal uh, community now from the dis disabled. Like we are really starting to speak up and we're not, you know, taking no for answers anymore. Hey, yep. <laughs> yep, I would agree with that 100%. So let me take a look at my answers. I agree. I turn my voiceover off. That will not help us. <laughs> All right. Apologies there. As a blind man, it will do us no good if I can't hear my questions read to me because I ain't going to be able to read them myself. <laughs> um, You're fine. So my next question is uh, if you're comfortable with explaining, um, how exactly do you both do like your setup for streaming you know you kind of both uh, have explained the sort of the technology but is there like an exact kind of like thing you've put together for your setup when it comes to streaming and going live i can explain some of it no yeah, absolutely please i lay flat on my back with my monitor on the swing arm above my face and a hospital table above my chest and face simultaneously the eye tracker is velcroed to the screen. Basically, if it ever collapsed, I will be knocked out instantly on stream. Oh, that would be funny content, at least. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's such a great sense of humor. Uh, I mean, I know we've talked about that, but I really do love uh, your sense of humor and how you, uh, you, you face everything. So I just... that. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it wouldn't make for any content. I don't want that to happen to you. Thanks. I wouldn't want that to happen to you either. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, I agree. <laughs> um, so, Tifi, uh, is there anything in particular that you have to have when it comes to your setup to, you know, make sure that everything is accommodated and comfortable for you when it comes to streaming? Well, um... I think the biggest thing is just having, you know, furniture that I can move up underneath so I can get as close to my setup as possible. Mm -hmm. And also just having, you know, equipment like a like a mouse that will allow me to do certain actions mm -hmm. with a button. And of course, using my speech recognition software is kind of an important thing because that's how I end up navigating and searching and doing a lot of my content creation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's it's incredible how uh, technology has advanced so much. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be here with you guys if it wasn't for all the 
the techie stuff that I have. Uh, so, you know, it's just great to know that there's stuff out there that can make it more accommodating and just more comfortable, easy. Yep. And I, 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 I think that's the other reason why it's so important for, you know, disabled people of all kinds to go out there and live their life and mm -hmm. live their best life. Because mm -hmm. honestly, in my opinion, I don't think we would have the technology that we have today if, you know, disabled people and their families didn't say, hell no. <laughs> I, I want to be able to do this with my life. Uh -huh. I want to be able to live this kind of life. If nobody said those kinds of things, like, I really doubt we would have the technology that we have today. It's, it's because people have said, well, I want to do more with my life than just mm -hmm. sit here, you know? <laughs> hundred percent. Um. Uh, go go ahead if you would like to. While I'm looking for the next question. I'm okay. All right. Ugh. Uh. Well, we kind of already talked about this, but if you just kind of want to kind of uh you know, reemphasize it, but basically just, you know, what is it you hope when people, you know, come to your streams for the first time, really take away with them when they watch your streams and you, you both have kind of touched on that. So if, if you want, we can skip this one or you, you know, you can just reemphasize that. I know for both Honestly, of you. Honestly, just uh, know that nothing is impossible forever. Mm -hmm. Never stop reaching out to the stars. Enjoy life when you can and never think there is no hope. I want people to just have fun and find inspiration to try harder. If I can beat a game, anyone can. 100%. Yeah. If I can beat a game with not being able to see anything, then, um, you know, yeah, you, you, can do, you, you can do it. <laughs> you can do it uh, probably a lot faster than me, too. <laughs> well, I, uh, I think it's interesting, and I think it's kind of cool that Komori brings that up because mm -hmm. you know I'm not much of a I'm not much of a gamer that's <laughs> not where my skill set is uh -huh. but I for me personally since you know I have a lot of things that sort of get in the way of me playing you know games the way that I would like to mm -hmm. someone like Komori is an inspiration to me mm -hmm. even if I'm never gonna be much of a gamer I look at that and I just kind of say, well, this is, I think this is what we both mean when we say, you know, just, you gotta keep, you gotta, you gotta keep going. Mm -hmm. And you gotta find that thing that you really feel motivated to do. And I think that's the most, one of the most important things that I hope people take away from my streams and mm -hmm. my content is that it's not about being popular mm -hmm. for popularity's sake. Right. It's it's more about are you finding something that interests you? Are you able to be the kind of person that maybe in real life you are kind of limited in being able to be? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm struggling hard, but I always conquer eventually. 
I love the challenge. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I've followed uh, both of you here in the last couple of weeks and slowly been catching up on the streams and just, you know, you're both so amazing. But like like you said, Tifi, watch watching Komori, you to just, you know, her streams and playing games. I, it makes me be like, man, I gotta stop complaining so much when something don't go my way in the <laughs> game. I gotta step up my game, like no pun intended. <laughs> I still complain. So the next question I have is, you know, is there anything that you really want to accomplish uh, in your VTubing career? Because I know you both are going to have such amazing long careers. And uh, I'm just wondering, is there anything in particular that you have? Like, like it's like, I want to do this, kind of like a bucket list, like I want to do for VTubing. And of course, uh, collabs, you know, is, is there anyone you know, no matter, you know, big or small that you, you would want to collaborate with in the near future? I would really like to get self-sufficient and help as many people as possible to have a good day and find peace. Really, mm. all mm. I want is to spread love and joy. I would love to do something with Iron Mouse for mm -hmm. multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. Also, I really like Nux because he was really kind to me in the past, but probably doesn't remember the exchange. Oh, Besides awesome. them, I just want to meet new friends and I will collab with anyone that thinks we would work well together. I love everyone and want to have fun. Little by little as you use your muscles. The usual damage most people can repair is permanent. That's awesome. Sorry. That's so cool Sorry. that Nux was so kind to you. As you know, he's such a, a, a big content creator and has such a big platform and he's been so so nice to the vtubing community even when some of the vtubers have not been so nice to him but, <laughs> but he's 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 always been so great supporting the vtube community and it's so cool to hear that he's uh extended that kindness to you um i guess i would i would say and this is probably like a very un vtuber answer <laughs> no problem um but pretty much i i want to change the world i want to change the world in a way that is tangible and i would love to be able to see the work of not just myself but many other vtubers with disabilities mm. i would love to see us profoundly change the world and profoundly change the way in which society functions i want to use vtubing to say hey look we brought about the you know renaissance for the disabled community because we are we are way behind and we are way overdue for our community and our demographic to have everything that everybody else has mm -hmm. and that's what i would really like to see is for our demographic to have the same opportunities as everyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for you, Gamora Yuta, I would love to see an episode of Speak of the Devil with you and Iron Mouse together. That would be so amazing. So hopefully that will happen. I, Maybe I, one day. I, I hope so. And, uh, 
heck, if there's any, any way I can help, I would love to help because that would be so amazing to see you two together. I agree. And so the next question, and you go ahead. Good. <laughs> the next question I have, and Tifi, you kind of set it up for us, is, you know, there's a lot of VTubing groups out there now. I mean, I mean, VTubing has exploded, especially, you know, during lockdown. I mean, a lot of people started to notice these VTubers and kind of the renaissance that kind of has taken place here recently. So, you know, we have groups like Hololive, um, which it feels like every two months they announce a new branch of Hololive. So I don't even know how many groups they have even nowadays and um you know v shoujo has been making a lot of moves recently bringing talents like Kason on um but you know what i would really like to see and i don't know if it's been attempted yet it might have have you know i'm just you know i'm still very new to this uh, but i would really love to see a group that is focused on vtubers with disability and chronic health conditions it's it's, it's really funny that you uh, say that because, uh, boy, boy, do I have a story for you. <laughs> um, so this answer might take oh a God. while, and and, oh God. <laughs> and Kamori, Kamori, uh, kind of knows a little bit about this because, um, she and I were friends even when this was going on. So. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to try to make this as short and to the point as possible. But we, basically... Go, go ahead. You, the platform is yours. <laughs> so what happened was... So when I got on the scene in 2020, I, you know, got interviewed by another VTuber uh, who was doing interviews at the time. And one of the questions they asked me was very similar to this. They mm -hmm. said... Well, if you could make anything happen, um, what would you do? And I, I, at even that point, I had said, well, I'd really like to create a VTuber group for, you know, VTubers with disabilities mm -hmm. because I had already created a Discord group kind of with the, with the idea of giving community. Mm -hmm. And um, so... <laughs> Fast forward a couple of months from that, and basically, this person that I then became friends with was like, well, should we start a VTuber group that's kind of like V Shoujo, mm -hmm. but for our community? So, of course, I was like, hell yeah! <laughs> I said, let's do it. So... We got a group of people together. Mias was going to be in that group. I was going to be in that group and a few others. Um, long story short, <laughs> when we sort of announced the group um, and it was being headed by uh, the other guy who was my friend at the time, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> he we got a lot of backlash because, oh my goddess, you have a bunch of disabled people and you're just, you're, you're playing into this like voyeuristic thing about disabilities and all that. And then on top of that, we had chosen the Japanese word for 
you know, disabled or barriered mm -hmm. person, right? And and so there was all this cultural stuff that got triggered with that. So the group didn't end up happening mm -hmm. because the leader, quote unquote, um, couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. And when he was faced with as many threats as he got and mm -hmm. as much kind of negative attention as he got, we just, we lost steam. Yeah. Even after I kind of, I kind of came forward and tried to keep the group together. Mm -hmm. And I did this for about uh, six or nine months. And after all that, I just felt like, well, what was what was even the point? Because we we couldn't we couldn't overcome that sort of that fireball, that yeah. meteor that had just come in and just destroyed everything, even with my best attempts mm -hmm. at sort of keeping everyone together and keeping everyone on track and even at that time, I was looking at Komori and wanting to get them added to the group, and that never happened either. So I'm just kind of of the opinion, I would love to see a group like that. But if you're going to do a group like that, you have to, as with anything, run it like a business and be prepared to handle yourself yeah. like... I will give a simple answer. I would like to have a group like Hollow on Wheels in the future, or something like B Fighters uh, or they like. Yeah. I think the issue was a lack of researching Japanese text. Yeah. They were yes. not dedicated to it, in my opinion. Mm. I am willing yep. to try it. Yeah, that was going to be a, another question. Is like, do you think maybe now knowing, of course, because hindsight is always twenty twenty. Um, you know, not yep. here on the not here on the podcast. It's twenty twenty. <laughs> but um, you know, knowing what you know now, would you be willing to give it another try? Um, yeah, I definitely would. If definitely, if I had people who were kind of at my same level, which I know Komori definitely is in terms of being able to understand the kind of work and commitment that is going to take. Right. Yeah. Um, because I think a lot of people also underestimate how much work um, VTubing actually is, let alone on the business too. Let alone like running, running a group. Right. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people, you know, cv tubers it's like oh that's so much fun and they're having so much fun it's like yeah but it's also a lot of work <laughs> yes and and that's that's the reality is like it is a lot of fun but what a lot of those bigger uh vtubers right. don't don't show you is just how much work goes into having that bit of fun there's a lot of technology painful yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've heard stories like, especially for uh, Hollow Live, like they have to do like so many hours per month just to like stay on like track because like they might basically like 
will give them, I think, like almost reprimand them if they're like, and they have to, you know, they have certain people they can and can't collaborate. So like, there's a lot of also politics that goes into when yeah. you start becoming super, super big and getting into like a group, like a, a hollow or a V Shojo, because just like, like you said, there's, there can be politics and then even egos too. Yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. But I, I would love to see another attempt made, um, you know, especially now with the the client the climate we have, because I think I think people are, would be more receptive to a group like that. Because I like I said, diversity, inclusion, and accessibility are really really popular trends right now, and that feels yes. gross of me to say as a disabled person. But no, I mean, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I feel like maybe the general public is maybe ready for a group like that nowadays. Yeah, and I I think definitely. You know, I know a lot more about, you know, what kinds of things that I would want from mm-hmm. a group like that after being sort of the person who ended up having to try to help out with a lot of that stuff. I think that I definitely know a lot more now about what you actually do need. Mm-hmm. Um, for support systems and what happens when you don't have them. And in addition, there are plenty more VTubers with disabilities now than there even was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. And so I think for that reason alone, it would be worth another attempt. We really should be Thacker and maybe Mia and more. Yep. Well, I, um, there's a new VTuber I know of who might want to also help. So definitely can give you some of that information. Why is my voiceover not working? Thank you, voiceover. Don't worry about it. Like I like I say on my streams, it's just a little bit of wild magic. Just unpredictable <laughs> stuff will happen. The arcana they sometimes yes. work against us. <laughs> yes. So we kind of answered that because my next question was, you know, more so about how how to better put together a platform for uh, VTubers and, um, you know, accommodate them better. But I think that would definitely be something that would be great to have a group that is solely dedicated to representing and accommodating disabled VTubers is that if it's a company you know, and you are able to, you know, start, you know, profiting, you can then further accommodate the employees and help them and, you yep. know, get them the things that they need. Because especially if you're just an independent starting, you know, you might not have the most optimal setup or not, you know, there might be a lot of, you know, barriers, quote unquote, to have to overcome just to get to your debut. So I feel like yeah. a group like that as well would also really help with a lot of the accommodations that people would need to uh, be VTubers. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I think that if we were able to dovetail those those things, I think that we might also have an opportunity to re-envision what access and accommodation looks like in in a professional setting mm-hmm. not just in vtubing because that's that's another thing that i've been seeing going around in the disability uh circles and things is mm-hmm. the role of accommodation 
Mm -hmm. um, and how that plays out in a professional setting. Yeah, you know, that, that will always be a, a part of the conversation, but, uh, you know, I think there's, there's, there's definitely been a lot of progress that is being made, though, so it, it is good to see things kind of starting to change, but like you said, there's still a lot of work to be done. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I asked this, um, and I, I definitely, you know, understand, you know, just how, what, however comfortable you are with answering is, um, you know, we've talked a little at, at length about your, you know, both of your individual health conditions and disabilities, um, but what are some of the misconceptions, um, maybe misunderstandings that still you think exist or see are existing and maybe the stigmas that come with it? Um, again, as comfortable as you are with answering that, because, you know, I don't want to make you say anything that you're not comfortable with saying. A lot of people think I am mentally limited and can't think for myself. I am highly intellectual and you would be surprised about what I like to talk about and I'm capable of doing with patients. You will find a lot of fun with me. And um, for yourself, TV, whatever you are comfortable with sharing, if, if you don't mind answering. Oh, I don't mind at all. I would say... You know, I kind of have a similar experience to Komori in that there have been a lot of people who kind of assume that I'm not all there with it, you know? And I think some of that has to do with, yeah, I do have processing issues from time to time. So that does kind of mean that even if my brain's like, you know, doing something upstairs, uh, it doesn't always translate, but I think beyond that, I think a big misconception is that I should feel sad about being disabled because right. I, I had people come onto my streams in like the early days and say, I'm so sorry. And I would just say, what are you sorry for? I would literally say there's nothing to apologize for. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that are just like, oh my goodness, if if I had to, you know, you know, go through what you guys are doing, I, I just don't know how I would do it. I just, it's just yeah. you know, it's just like, well, I, one, I'm not asking you to, um, and two, I mean, yeah, it's inconvenient, but I mean, here I am doing this amazing thing, so it's not as bad as you think it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's just kind of like, that's that's one of the reasons why I think visibility and normalizing and sort of naturalizing mm -hmm. disability and disability like experience and and having the opportunity to engage with us. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important too because I think there are a lot of people who don't know how to interact with disability at all because yeah. it's a it's an intimidating thing or mm -hmm. they're scared of it or something. And so, you know, I think Kamori and myself in, in various ways have been working to say like, you can engage with us. You can engage with our disabilities and it's not like, it's not a scary thing. And it's something that we can start working with mm -hmm. so that as a society, we're not, stuck in this mindset mm -hmm. 
of, well, I don't know what to do with them. Right, right. You know? My ex nurse said if I was like you, I would kill myself, and I am there like, um. Wow. <laughs> wow. I can see why she was your ex nurse. <laughs> I've never had, I mean, I've had a lot of bad stuff said to me or just, just complete, just like, why would you say this to someone with a disability? I've never had something out of pocket like that, though. That is just way too extreme. Like, what the heck? I guess, like, like TV says, absolutely can understand why that's an X. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, if that were me, I would have, I would have said, excuse you. Uh, the, the wild magic coming out. <laughs> yes. The wild magic coming out all over your face, you know, cause it's, <laughs> I think it's different though. When, when you have had time to, this is just the way your life is. And I think that's the other thing that I have learned is that some people who, are become disabled later in life. Yes. I have learned that they have a little bit more difficulty sometimes accepting kind of their new identity, their yeah. new status. And yeah. I think that's the other thing that maybe VTubing can kind of smooth over is to say, well, your functionality changed. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you have to stop loving what you love. That doesn't mean you have to stop being the kind of person you are. It just means that you have to learn a different way to do what you love. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, there'll be certain adaptations that need to happen and accommodations that will be required. But it's like, you know, it doesn't stop you from being the same person you always were. It's just you just have to find a different way to do it now. Yep, and uh, I actually have a question in my chat for you, the host. <laughs> all right, all right, no problem. Like I said, this is live. <laughs> yes, so they, my chat's wanting to know if they can ask questions and have it be kind of part of the podcast as long yeah. as they're, like, relevant. Because I have <laughs> yeah. a lot of people who want to ask questions. And Absolutely. I, I, this, this was, I was actually so excited when you, um, you approached me the other day, like, Hey, do you mind if I stream this? And I was like, that would be awesome. So I'm so excited to see what questions they have. I encourage it. Uh, but the one last thing I wanted to say, um, going off what you had just um, said, um, Tifi, is I think, like you said, it's about visibility and normalizing and naturalizing. But I mean, you got both you and Kamori are in such a great position to be those examples and that representation because like yeah. you said, a lot of people are not exposed to it and they just, they don't know how to interact. And it's also about some education as well. But if you're not going to get the representation that we need and say like, you know, social media or uh, cinema, because, you know, there's been a lot of bad portrayals in movies and films over the year and in the, in the news, and they've done a really poor job of portraying us in the proper way. I mean, VTubing and you two together are already representing what it means to actually have this lived experience and to yeah. normalize it and, you know, help people understand, like, like, listen, look, they're no different than anybody else. And this is yeah. how we should properly be viewing them and respecting them. Yep. 
So let me find another question. But if you want, we can we can take questions from your audience. Um, I do have one that someone's already uh, written, and they say they want to know from the people on on this episode right now how many out there have taken the risk of showing their assistive tech on their model versus being disabled with the standard body uh, model. And I think that's an interesting question. Mm -hmm. I actually um, show my wheelchair mostly and have a couple surprises coming soon. P5 knows. Yes. So I know that Komori is definitely one. Um, there is a VTuber by the name of Sprout, who also does that. There is a VTuber by the name of Sleepy Sakura, who uh, shows her shows uh, her uh, wheelchair as well. There's a, there's a lot more now than there was when I first showed up. Um, and there's a VTuber by the name of Soda Pop, who actually is going to have forearm crutches. Awesome as part of their design so that's amazing i will definitely have to follow all of those i'm not already following but i have recently found sleepy sakura and i absolutely adore sleepy sakura <laughs> she, she is adorable she yes. is a bean yes uh you know but that that would be great to like see um you know because i know like for mia the reason she has the eye patch is because of course she has glass, yes. she has a glass eye so that is yep. her way of like representing that part of her and her disability. Yep. So, but for me, you know, it'd be great if more and more, it's like you see VTubers with canes, like you said, VTubers yes. with, with crutches, prosthetic limbs for VTubers yep. would be great too. You know, I mean, it's already happening. Um, I just think we just need to encourage it more. And the more we yep. encourage it as the fans and the audience, the more open the creators themselves are going to be to include it in their models. Yeah, and I, I, and I care what other people think and do what I want in my body, basically. Yeah. Yep. Now pretty much. Pressure to conform. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, on that note, I have a whole list of VTubers with disabilities to varying degrees who have, like, you know, various things that they do with their models or with their content. So if you want to get a whole list, mm -hmm. I have a whole list. Um, I definitely want that whole list. <laughs> and I will eventually show my ventilator. Very nice. Awesome. And uh, I see that there's a follow-up question. Um, if someone wants to represent their disability in a model, how do they counter the peer pressure to conform? Well, you don't. <laughs> you, yeah. you basically just are like, this is my body. This mm -hmm. is who I am. And I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same thing that we see with content creators who are POC mm -hmm. or who are queer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's the same kind of thing where it's part exactly. of your identity. It's mm -hmm. part of who you are. And so... The people who are going to hate on you for representing it are the very reason why you should represent it. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you start to conform, you, you start to deny that part of yourself and you stop being proud of it and wanting to represent it. So like, like you said, no, 
and someone's telling you, like, oh, hey, maybe you don't do this. You just tell them, well, um, bye to you, and I'm going to do it anyways, because it's all about being proud of it. And if you can represent it and you can own it, then don't conform. Show it. Basically, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because because the only one who's winning when you do that are mm -hmm. the people who want to pressure you out yes. of existence. Like yes. you you it's as the creator lose. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Basically. <laughs> you can say it, you you can say it politely or you can say it that way too. <laughs> yes. I, I prefer the latter. <laughs> Most times. Either way. When it comes to um, those that are just being ignorant and trying uh, to keep you. Yeah. yeah. So a um, couple more questions here. One of uh, one I would like to ask is, and we might have already answered this, but we can definitely uh, expand upon it is just how can we just continue to better educate people about disability? You know, the question I wrote down was more so about, you know, motor neural and uh, also cognitive, but just if we're talking about disability as a whole, how do we continue to better educate people when it comes to disability? Yeah, talk to people and be very open with genuinely curious people that want to learn about it. Make people laugh and entertain them first before talking about the various different conditions. Mm -hmm. Make it interesting and fun. Yeah. yeah, that's a great answer. I love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you want to steal her answer? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Could not have said it better myself. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right. Well, the next question, let's see. So I'm interested to talk to you guys about, um, you know, a lot of like maybe some of the advancements in technology and message, you know, I, you know, I, I kind of mentioned this was going to be an answer, a question I had. So I'm curious to hear your answers of like, has there been anything for you both individually that has really helped you as of lately? Maybe it could be within like the last couple of years that you've really have seen and really appreciated knowing that you have now that, you know, maybe you used to not be able to have to accommodate you. Eye tracking is the biggest improvement recently and laser switches are available, but too expensive to be viable currently. I have a lot of equipment that I want, but it is just too expensive currently. I have become extremely productive with just the bare minimum tech. Imagine what I could do with full tech, yeah that's always the issue we run into i mean no matter what disability uh, you have it's like there's all these amazing things you could you could buy but that's the problem is you can't buy them because they're still so expensive and a lot of times you have to find an organization that has government funding to buy it for you but yep. then they might not even be able to get it for you so then it's like okay well if you can't get it for me and you're the ones that are supposed to be getting it for me I can't get it for me because I can't afford it. It's it's just, it can be frustrating because there are these technologies. And like you said, you are doing so amazing with just, you know, eye tracking. The but it's like, we don't have everything else because it's too expensive. It would just be great if, you know, we could figure a way to make it more available and affordable to people that need it. 
Yeah, I think, you know, that's the biggest thing that is kind of a barrier to a lot of ex, you know, accessibility tech. And so for me, like the most important thing that I have is speech recognition software mm -hmm. that allows me to type as fast as I talk. Mm -hmm. Because literally without that, I would not have been able to go to college. Mm -hmm. I would not have been able to have a career as like a novelist and a writer mm -hmm. um, in the same way that I'm able to because the software allows me to create and to do things at around the same pace as everybody else, even with having to stop and correct things every once in a while. And I honestly wish that they would come up with technology where, you know, you could type as fast as you could think. Because that, <laughs> that would be amazing for me on days where I can't talk really well. That uh -huh. would be amazing to just be like, I'm going to use my brain. Dollars actually, and I had to raise money for it. Thanks, Callie and Tifi. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, but you know there there are a lot of amazing yeah. you know accommodation um, <laughs> technology, but you know that it, it, maybe one day there will be better ways. Maybe if they just had like like a pay ten dollars like a subscription, like can I just get a subscription <laughs> for this technology and I get it and I just pay you in <laughs> amounts that I can afford. <laughs> Yeah, or just just gonna get more people who are interested in, you know, R and D, and and say, hey, this this should be a priority. Like, if this is access tech, then it needs to be accessible and not have a barrier of finances for a community that has thinking to talk option actually. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's kind of one of those things where it's like. If we have that technology, we need to just make it more like available because it's not doing the people any good if they if they cannot access it, then it's not access tech, is it? Um Yeah. <laughs> so I think it would be it would be a great thing to increase the availability of that technology and I and I'm hoping that in my lifetime I will be able to see that. Yeah, I think that's you know we all hope that we can see that. It's like you know for me personally and you know uh, this 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 episode is for you guys, not not for me, but just in my own my own experience with my disability is I used to think that might never be a cure for my disability. And for the longest time, I resigned myself to thinking like there won't be advances, there won't be technology that can accommodate me to a point where I can feel like in my lifetime, there will be this major shift in daily living for people with my level of my disability. And of course, I'm, I'm legally blind to a genetic disease, but it's like just seeing the many changes, you know, I'm now more hopeful and I, I do believe that it is getting better. And, and, and I feel like maybe before I leave this earth that there, there might be some sort of accommodation to where uh, it's just this great brand new thing. So sometimes it can be frustrating and you do get grumpy because you're just like, well, I wish I had it now. And, you know, that's, yeah. you know, but 
at least the progress has been is being made and it is happening in real time. And uh, at least for me, that's given me a lot of hope and encouragement. Even if my diseases are cured, I am too damaged for it to work. Mm-hmm. The title of the time I have now. And that's also a thing. It's like people have asked me, it's like if, if a cure does come for your disease, would you get cured? And it's just like there's always a part of me that has been like, well, yes, but nowadays I don't want to be cured. And I know that sounds crazy to say to people, but I think if I'd never had my disability, I would have been a terrible person. And I think definitely it gives me an amazing life that I'm happy to live. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, it's taken me a while to finally believe that. But it's like, hey, if I had never gotten my disability, I wouldn't be talking to these two amazing VTubers and advocates. <laughs> so, it's, you know, it's not all bad. It's just really how you just view um, your life and how you take it and how you and what you use it. You know, a disadvantage yeah, can I be made an advantage. Me, so mm-hmm. I don't worry about it. Yeah. And I frankly don't think that you're weird. I felt kind of <laughs> like I felt kind of like the weird one because I always am talking about that in one way or another on my streams and stuff where I'm like I would never want to cure my disability even if I could. Right. Because the the person I am today is in large part due to the experiences that I have had mm-hmm. growing up disabled. And so if I just suddenly cured that, then I wouldn't be who I am today. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't have met Mia's, I wouldn't have met Tomori, I wouldn't have met you. Oh, thank you. I wouldn't have had a reason to be on this podcast today or to have any reason to do the content that I've done. So for me, like the it's it's a no-brainer really. It's like I would never want to get rid of part of myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like weird people. <laughs> I like weird. weird. I like weird people too. And you know, you both have such a, a great sense of humor. And I know Kamori, you and I have talked uh, off 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 the record about it. And um, um, you know, I, I talked to Mia about it too. But it's just like I, I love both of your energy, and I, and I just love your both of your sense of humor. Um, and I know you, you know, it probably might have taken me a while to gain that confidence and that ability to laugh but uh you know i just really respect you know both of your energies and just the the way you uh both conduct yourselves thank you of course thanks (laughs) you're very welcome yay i'm probably gonna skip the next question because i feel like it's like kind of I mean, it's already kind of been answered and I feel like it doesn't need to answer because it's kind of obvious, but, you know, it's like, you know, I, I, you know, I was going to ask, you know, would you say the support group that you have behind Redundant. you? Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Thank you. That I could not find that word, <laughs> but it's like, it, you know, it's obvious to me that you both seem to have a pretty good support system behind you. Um, yes. 
And of course, you guys have a great fandom behind you as well. Um, so it seems like when it comes to support and, you know, being encouraged to continue to do what you're doing, you have that at spades. <laughs> Honestly, I just have a few friends for support in my wonderful community. Mm -hmm. So I guess I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the same for me. I have, you know, a small group of people that I know I can depend on. I have, you know, a wonderful support in in IRL as well. So mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things is that if you don't have that, then it can be very, very difficult um, mm -hmm. to have the energy and the capability to do what you might really like to do because all your energy is is going to just trying to organize and manage your daily yeah. your daily living things i also see that i have a couple comments in my chat would you mind if i read them there they're yeah, uh, yeah. questions yeah i just the one thing i wanted to say is i agree with you so so much um i'm just so privilege to have the support group I have behind me because Lord knows I would not be where I am today and you know it's it's just you know I acknowledge that I am privileged as a disabled person to have a great support group and to be able to meet amazing people like you and Kamori <laughs> but yeah absolutely I uh, let the read the comments okay so um, I have a comment that's up a little ways on my chat, but it was from when we were talking about how we can better teach and better show people about uh, disability. One of my friends posts in, posted in chat here, and they say, um, the most accessible route, route for VTubers and for like teaching in general, I would add, um, is to be okay with making art and drawing characters with different access needs mm -hmm. and also encouraging people to make art and pieces of culture that are good representations yes. for our community instead of a lot of what we see in like visual novels or mm -hmm. anime and mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff where it's like, yeah. why is there this questionable uh, disability dialogue happening here? <laughs> Like that's not helping anybody. Yeah, there there are a lot of still cliched tropes, even with uh, disability, and yeah. that is reinforced. And you know, anime and anime is a very niched, and it does play along on a lot of tropes. Um, I like manga for this reason. Yeah, and I mean, it does no one good if we continue to reinforce the stereotypes and the cliched tropes because often more than not, those are not true representation or dialogue that happens when it comes to display. So 100% agree with that comment. Um, and then someone had a question for me and Komori and also you, the host. They asked, <laughs> is there anything um, that you all have in the works for the future that you are excited about? 
oh goodness, there's there's so much that I I am, but I guy has permission to say. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to think of right now. I was like, what can I actually say? Um, <laughs> the one thing I will say that I'm really really um excited about, um, and there will be some promotion done on it, but um, I've recently found an amazing um tabletop RPG um group they're called knights of the braille um they not only um do stuff for the visually impaired by creating character sheets and helping people that might be disabled get to roll the dice and do a campaign or a one shot um, very cool but i've um, been in talks with them and some other um, visually impaired uh content creators and we are working on a one shot that we are going to release to everybody that would want to view it so yeah we are doing a one shot and basically it's just trying to show like we want a game there's here's this company that can help you game and it's accessible and uh it'll be coming out later this year so that's something that i'm very very excited about things coming that i am kind of not allowed to say right right (laughs) uh yeah so i i have been working with Komori on you know some of her lore and some of her things like that and so she might have the ability to do some of the same magic that I'm able to do very (laughs) shortly here and that's all I'm gonna say to tease it um but that's that's kind of another just fun thing that I've gotten to do um by being a VTuber is to take my history as sort of an author and a writer and a creator in that way and sort of bring it into the VTubing <laughs> sphere. So I've actually gotten to write lore for Komori and a couple other friends of mine that are like, <sighs> they, they're like, Tifi, how do you do this? And I'm <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I kind of just go with the flow and I just, I write what seems right so definitely her creation yeah so Uh, that's that's (laughs) one of those uh things that's gonna be coming up soon i hope that kamori and i can at least do like a little little tiny comic or something to just kind of show her learning those special magics (laughs) but yeah that sounds really cool um the last thing I'll say that I'm excited about um, is we have a good candidate. <laughs> nice. Is um, I'm working with a, a company called uh, Artsy. It's called A R T S E E. There will be an event later in September in Daytona Beach, Florida, and basically it'll be a two-day thing. And the first day will consist of a workshop. It'll uh, have kids of various ages um, with various levels of visual impairment coming in and there will be the blind poet who is a completely blind poet um, helping them to learn um, you know just free writing and how to express themselves with poetry and then there will be a part for a workshop where we will teach them how to create a uh, art piece off of the poem that they create in the poetry workshop then there will be a gallery that will show off all of their work as well as work that is donated. And we will create alternative text and um, descriptive text for the art 
So that way, those that are visually impaired viewing it will be able to know what art they are looking at. And um, as part of that uh, of that whole event, I will be uh, there to record and do interviews with the people that are there for the workshops and the viewing of the gallery. So that is something that I am 100% so excited for in September. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and I hope that you will be doing a lot of podcast episodes around that because I want to catch up. I want to be a part of it. And and uh, I think it would be fun to, to just kind of even participate just, you know, remotely just to mm -hmm. see what what those kinds of things are like. Because yeah. I think that's uh, really important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, definitely. I would love, I mean, you know, this, no, this is not the end of the episode, guys. <laughs> so, uh, I just have a couple of questions and I'm pretty sure you still have some questions as well, but um, I just already want to go ahead and kind of be like, hey, uh, so uh, I definitely want to do more with you guys in the future. <laughs> Both of yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love questions. <laughs> So um, I'm so I have a question, two questions. I kind of want to skip ahead to the next question, but um, I can stay in order because I don't want to mess up you, uh, Kamori. Um, so the next question will be: If is there any sort of research or trials that are being done um, involving your individual uh, disabilities that we can support? Because of course, my listeners. Uh, they love to support as they can. So I'm interested, is there any way or anything that you know of that, or, or maybe even organizations that we can go to to look and support? Because I know that's very important to continue the research. Donate to research for muscular dystrophy and neuromuscular diseases. Also support access to more open clinical trials and right to try programs. Mm -hmm. Finally, for my friends, donate blood and plasma. A hundred percent. Please donate the blood in the plasma. And uh, for you, TV, is, is there anything, any organizations, foundations, uh, research going on that uh, you support or would like for people to know about so that they can support as well? Well, I will say that um, that there is the United Cerebral Palsy Foundation, which is a great place to just go to get some information about my particular condition mm -hmm. and sort of the variety of ways that that condition can affect people and just kind of know what's out there and know what people with my condition are doing to live their best lives. Mm -hmm. I would really encourage your listeners and I would really encourage anyone who can to keep informed on policies that affect us and affect people with disabilities, especially this um, legislation, at least for those of us in the states, mm -hmm. that is supposed to reform um, parts of the social security uh, policy yeah. to make it so that we can, I don't know, work and and live lives without necessarily being uh punished for trying to be productive yeah so i believe it's called the social security restoration act mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that i would bring to people's attention mm -hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't want to uh, curse because I know TS, uh, TOS. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, Social Security definitely gets me very uh, hot and uh, definitely <laughs> makes me like to say some unpleasant things because um, what they do to disabled people is disgusting. It's, yep. it's horrendous. Uh, the fact that they want to punish us for not living in poverty because they are forcing us to live in poverty under their rules is just disgusting. It's a spit yes. in the face to the founders of uh, all these nations and especially for us that have in many ways no choice but to just be their whipping um, people and it's just disgusting um and yeah I, I can't say enough bad things about the way they, they handle it <laughs> well and that's that's kind of why i wanted want to encourage people to educate themselves about what these policies actually are mm -hmm. um because we are way overdue for an overhaul especially mm -hmm. like what we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. in the episode with how much um the pandemic has really changed the face of what it means to work and what it means to be productive. Um, I think for those reasons, in addition to everything else, we as a community are way overdue to have this whole thing overhauled. So that's the thing I would encourage people to do more is get educated, get angry and get prepared to go change the world. That's right. Use your anger in a positive way. <laughs> yes. So I have three more questions that I'd like to ask. Um, and I realized two of these were horribly placed <laughs> because we should I should have asked these way earlier in the episode. Um, one of the questions is, you know, asking what both of you like to do in your free time, um, you know, when you've logged off and powered down for a day. <laughs> Play video games mostly. Listen to classical music oh, and yeah. other music for inspiration. And trying new foods. I want to review food and videos and all kinds of things from my perspective. Awesome. I would nice. love I would love to do that. Freaking food review. Oh my goodness, I'm such a fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun, Gamori. What about yourself, Miss Tiffy, when you're not studying your Arcana and your grimoires? What, what, what do you like to do? Uh, when I'm not doing uh, that, I like to uh, play D&D. &D, and when I'm not doing that, I love to read and write and work on projects. And come up with the newest uh, thing that I want to talk about and get people fired up. So... Love your energy. <laughs> um, so the um the other question that I realized I should have asked a lot earlier I'm too is crazy for T5 DND. yeah, so the other question that I should have asked way earlier in the episode is, you know, um about you know some of your favorite content when it comes to streaming, like like what are some of your favorite streams that like you like to stick to or maybe some that you would like to do in the future. I just like chaotic stupidity and food. <laughs> <laughs>
hey, you can't go wrong with that. Those are the classics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I would have to say I'm really more of the opposite. I love really comfy, uh-huh. really calm um, streams and stuff. It's uh-huh. one of the reasons I really like what Miaz does, like for ASMR and a lot of other people. Uh, that I followed for that reason because it's just really chill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really vibe with that. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, my favorite kind of streams to do, I actually haven't done one in a while. Um, I actually really like to write on stream mm-hmm. because I have to do it in a very unique way. Mm-hmm. Uh, with my voice and so when a lot of people come by my streams they're like what are you doing how are you doing that (laughs) and they're like I can't believe you can just write stuff off the top of your head like one of the streams I did last year was I wrote an entire outline for a romantic novel on stream and people were like how are you pulling this out of your head (laughs) And I said, well, I've had practice because I actually worked as a romance uh, erotica writer for a year before becoming a VTuber. So you are the bestest. (laughs) I don't know about that, but at least I'm reliable and I'm good at what I do. (laughs) So, you know, that, that definitely helps. And then I've actually done some tarot card reading on stream before oh, too that's cool and that's been really fun for people so i might do that again sometime soon yeah um thanks to um persona um the video game series persona i got really interested in tarot cards and the the, the arcana for for a good amount of time especially during the release of uh, persona 5 so like that's something that i kind of went down the rabbit hole for a while there. (laughs) (laughs) So we've come to the last question. And this question is more about what my listeners can do to continue to support both of you because you're so amazing and you're making an absolute difference in this world and making it a better place. Um, So what are the best ways that we can support you? And um, are there any any places, any links that my listeners can click on so that they can follow you and make sure that they are uh, just keeping you going and supporting you in the right ways? Just lullaby kitsune on Twitch and Foxy and Wolfi.tokyo. Well, all right. Please, everyone that's listening, follow her on her social media and uh, definitely keep an eye out on her because Komori Yutsa Kitsune is doing a lot of amazing things and you should definitely support her. Miss Tifi, is there anywhere that we can go to support you and follow you? Yes, you can. Follow me on 
Twitter, of course, at TV Weefy. You can follow me on Twitch at TV Weefy and on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Also, um, actually, and my YouTube is where I have a lot of past um vods up. It's also where I am currently uploading a video series on this visual novel that has a uh, disabled female protagonist. And so if you all are interested in that kind of thing, you might want to slide into my channel and go <laughs> check that out because I do a lot of breakdown on the disability dialogue as well as what the language is doing and mm-hmm. how the story is written, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of my, my thing. Um, other than that, I would just say, you know, the more that we have people sharing about the kind of content we do, mm-hmm. even though it's kind of off the beaten path, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, for both of us, I feel in a way we're we're kind of the weird ones who are like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> uh, so the more you can uh, support your local weirdos, <laughs> uh, the better. Uh, because we are a very unique breed. Mm-hmm. And so we can really use the support and the visibility mm-hmm. in order to keep doing what we do. 100%. And I just started watching um, those videos of the, that series of the visual novel and I'm enjoying myself very much. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> this was my first real and long interview and I appreciate being here today. Uh, I appreciate well, everyone and wish you great love. Uh, well, thank you so much uh, for coming on. I am so happy that uh, I could connect with both of you, uh, you know, get to talk to you. And uh, definitely, I would love to do more collabs and you know, just, just things yes. in general with you both in the future. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, well, do you have any more comments or questions on your side, Tifi? Um, definitely, we, we can take some more while we kind of wrap it up here. content. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, again, I'm getting a lot of love for Komori in my chat. So, awesome. Komori, you're getting lots of love. Well deserved love. Yes. Um. Thanks, guys. Let's see here. As the mini micro um, golden doodle barks in the back. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yes, rough, rough <laughs> indeed. Um, okay. So I have an interesting question um in my chat. Someone okay. someone wrote and they said, um, when it comes to disability and erotica or erotic type content, and they say as VTubers or, you know, otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your feeling about it? And how should we be approaching that? I'm assuming that's more for Komori and myself as we, mm-hmm. in our different sort of artistic ways, are kind of exploring <laughs> that. Let's say, I uh, will definitely let you I answer. just treat them like any other characters. Everyone yeah. likes boobs. 
<laughs> again, you know, this is just um, my opinion as a, as a, a cisgender uh, male is um, just because we are disabled um, doesn't mean that we don't have sex. It doesn't mean that we hate it, that we try to avoid it. Um, there are a lot of young kids that have been born or, you know, transitioning to a living life of disability that are reaching that age where sex does become a part of, you know, the their daily lives and thoughts and their urges. And yeah. sometimes a lot of people don't want them to talk about it and have the right, you know, knowledge given to them that they mm -hmm. deserve. And I think that's a real big discredit. So for me, it's, it's not weird. It's, we're just like everybody else. Like Kamori said, we like boobs. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, and I think, I think it's an important I think it's an important discussion that we need to have artistically, you know, socially and otherwise is to say like disabled people are not, we are sexual beings too. Mm -hmm. we, we have the same feelings. We have the same desires as everybody else. We mm -hmm. just have to go about relationships differently. Right. Um, and I think there's a lot of people who just assume um, you know, that we're, that all of us are like really innocent or that we have no, <laughs> no sexual experiences. And I'm like, excuse you. Mm -hmm. Like we do, we are the same as you. You just don't think we are. And right. that says more about you than it does about me. Right. Um, so my opinion is we, we do need more, you know, sexual representation of disability too we need mm -hmm. to show people it's not weird it's mm -hmm. not gross it's not taboo it's we're human beings mm -hmm. and like any other human being we we can be physically and emotionally and spiritually attracted to people and it's okay to show that mm -hmm. yeah and, and to know that we can have someone feel that way about us too because a lot of us discredit our own you know attractiveness our desirability um, as um, people would say you know so yes we 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 you know we're like everyone else we want to be admired and be you know sexual as well yeah i don't think that's a weird question to answer i honestly i think it should uh, be talked about more because i think that's something that a lot of people try to avoid <laughs> uh absolutely mm -hmm. and and I think just like with, you know, disability as a whole, um, I think talking about sexuality and disability in a meaningful and real way is super important. Mm -hmm. And um, I've just been fortunate enough to meet many people who are starting to have the same kind of mindset mm -hmm. around that so that I feel like we're all starting to form a, a team and if you're looking for more people to follow mm -hmm. um, I would encourage you to follow my model papa who is actually in chat with me right now and <laughs> I, I have inspired them to not only do some updates for me, but they, they're also starting to kind of look at like more 
disability representation and more kind of art pieces that show disabled people in a variety of ways. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. All right. Well, are there any more comments or questions? Again, we, we have a little time as, as we wrap this episode up. So please, I don't mind uh, taking time to let some questions come in as long as both Tifi and uh, Komori are comfortable and uh, you know are feeling okay to do so. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling fine. What about <laughs> what about you, Komori? I know that you are a very busy, very busy woman. So, Sorry, sorry. No, no, you're no, fine. No, no apologies from you. <laughs> I crashed. Uh, uh -oh. it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know what? That it happens. I'm okay now. Yay! <laughs> um. So I'm gonna read a couple more. Yeah. Comments. Um, so my artist friend writes and, and says, we absolutely do need more inclusion, both of LGBTQ and disability in adult content in ways that are normal, mm -hmm. just normal, varying body types, varying relationship styles, varying everything, um, because good Lord, we need it, uh, they say. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I have a comment also that says, well, I, I'm afraid that I'm afraid that I would hurt them, you know, mm -hmm. if I was doing it too hard, you know. And mm -hmm. so then I just say, well, <laughs> that's why you have discussions yeah. <laughs> ahead of time yeah. about how can you move your body? Mm -hmm. How can you I not like move it, your yeah. body? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you might be surprised. Exactly. Someone that, someone that you might think is is delicate or fragile they might actually they might actually surprise you and i feel like this is getting in uh twilight territory between <laughs> edward and, and bella about oh, i don't want to hurt you it's like we're we're not gonna break right you know just just uh have that discussion you know as you would with anybody anybody you would want to have a discussion about, hey, if we get intimate, like, what are you okay with? That's all it is. Yeah. You know? Technically, I do wear a collar. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like you said. It's 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 you know you approach it the same way you would um, just naturally. You know, conversations and discussions. You should always talk to your partner 
and understand what they are okay with, what they're not okay with. And, you know, you know, just talk, yeah. just have that discussion. And then you won't feel like you're doing something wrong. Cause if you talk about it, then, then you know where the boundaries will be. Yeah. And then you won't be having assumptions mm -hmm. and making an ass of yourself by having assumptions right. about like what is or is not acceptable. Right. And, and another question in my chat for us is in your experiences, have you seen any good representation of cute couples or characters with disabilities in media? Um, I really have to think about that one. <laughs> my bit. My bit. My. Yep. My so, bit. So I know Komori definitely has <laughs> has that in her manga. There are a couple of other manga specifically that I've seen and anime that I've seen, I would say Jose the Tiger and the Fish is a good one. It's it's a really good anime that kind of talks about love from the perspective of a disabled person and the person that ends up becoming their caregiver. Um, there is also a manga called Perfect World that is sort of a romance novel um, or a romance manga with a young woman and a young man with the young man being disabled. So those are the ones that are coming to me right off the top of my head. I'm sure there's more. I know that one of the visual novels that I have been looking at um, that drives me nuts <laughs> is uh, If My Heart Had Wings. It has some, some good things potentially, but the one I would really recommend is Katoa Shoujo as like the visual novel that for me does disability and relationships uh, more properly, should I say, without getting too, like, <laughs> into detail. I'm working on a disabled vampire fantasy adventure currently. Oh, that's very awesome. cool. So, I mean, I think for me, it's, it's hard because, like, the, the demographic I usually fall into when I watch, like, anime... And, and read manga is you know they always play into the whole like oh well this person has extraordinary supernatural powers mm -hmm. so it's like yeah there's cute couples but then it's like well the, they're not really writing the character in like you know like a really normalized natural kind of way um, i would say though i really do like a silent voice yes um, it's a phenomenal movie uh, and the great thing is they, um, you know, the ADR director, I believe it was Stephanie Shea, of course, a very famous uh, voice actor, they actually casted a deaf um, actor to play the main uh, role in the movie, who, of course, her character is deaf. 
And basically it has to do with this gentleman that basically bullied this girl back in grade school who of course is hearing impaired. And then basically they kind of like re-meet each other after they're older. And basically he's just basically falling off the wheels, living this bad life. And like, it basically comes to the point where like he feels remorseful for what he did to her and is trying to now kind of like make it up to her not because you know he feels he has to but it's just like he feels bad for the type of person he was to her back in school so I feel like it's a really great love kind of romance but it also deals with mental health problems and I just think overall they did a really good job with the casting and the writing when it comes to yeah definitely so like if you if you want a really good movie in my opinion that you know features disability in a, in a and what I think is a pretty great way uh, with the writing, uh, a sound of voice is definitely a, a go-to for me. Yeah. People do change also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if that is all of the comments and the questions, then we can wrap up i just want to say thank you so much to you kamori and to you as well tifi and it has been so fun and cool my prom date did rock in my class (laughs) (laughs) it's been so cool to have chat in this i've never done an episode where i've actually been able to answer questions from like an audience so hopefully i was a good host You're great. Uh, I'm a very self-conscious person, so I hope your audience um, that stayed through and watched all the way to the end had a great time. Um, I'm sure everyone. Yeah, I'm sure they did. I, I uh, look forward to doing this again, and maybe next time we'll have it set up in a better format. So if they want to ask away and ask you more questions, we can do a better job of you know incorporating stuff, but. I just kind of thought it would be fun to stream it and no, I have so everybody come hang out. <laughs> I, I thought this was awesome. This was so cool. Um, so thank you for letting this episode be so special. Uh, it's, you know, all thanks to you, Tifi. Oh, and to you as welcome. well, Kamori. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> well, um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to wrap up on my end and tell my listeners who are listening to this, whether they get it on Anchor, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, to please remember to, uh, if you have any questions that you'd like to pass along to my guest and have them answer your questions, but you don't want to do it yourself because you might be shy or <laughs> worried you might ask them the wrong thing, I'll do it for you. Just email me. <laughs> email me, C.M. Boughton. That's C as in Chad, M as in Michael, B as in boy. So C-M-B-O-U-T-O-N at yahoo.com. Again, C.M. Boughton at yahoo.com. If you want to follow the uh, podcast on Twitter, we are on Twitter. Just go to at 2200 hindsight. That's at 20200 hindsight at 2200 hindsight. Again, if you're looking for the podcast where you can find it, um, it is hindsight is 20 slash 200. It is not 2020 because hindsight is 20 slash 200. And there is a slash in between the 20 and the 200. Hindsight is 20 slash 200. Well, on my end, this is going to be goodbye. And thank you to my amazing guest again, Tifi Weefy and Kamori Yitzhak Kitsun. 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And until we meet again, please Good take night. care of each other and be safe and always be kind. Bye, guys. Oh, we will, definitely. <laughs>